brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. From time to time, I think it is prudent for us to check in to see, for educational purposes, what our adversaries in the church are saying. And I found a historic document for you that is a real doozy. And it's short, hence why this video is going to be relatively short for a Saturday morning. This is an article written by an anonymous writer for Time magazine, published in 1967, a year and a half after the close of the Second Vatican Council. And here they go over, from the modernist perspective, the history of modernism, including Pius X, a couple of the major figures that I've done videos on in the past, those sorts of things. And he, what they are presenting here is their admission that the Second Vatican Council was the triumph of modernism in the Church. They admit it. Now, the author is anonymous, but it's very, very obvious that the person who wrote it was someone deeply knowledgeable about the history of the faith, the ideological and theological battles going on in the Church. I suspect a priest wrote it, although I couldn't tell you who. I'm not familiar enough with the writings of modernist priests from that era to, you know, point out any stylistic hints that would say, well, it was, you know, priest X, Y, or Z. I don't, I don't have that for you, but this is a doozy of an article. So, and you'll learn a lot about the history of modernism from them because they give a lot of, you know, major, you know, uh, sort of injunction points, including Pius XII in a encyclical he released that was a mistake, probably, because it allowed the rise of what we call now biblical criticism or critical biblical scholarship, which is the practice of the Bible being, you know, restudied through modern scholarship lens. Thus we, you know, thus denying the inerrancy of scripture tacitly. Enough of that, though. Here's the article. Heresies, the triumph of modernism published in Time Magazine on Friday, July 28, 1967. In the early 20th century, the Roman Catholic Church had its own secret police. A zealous Vatican functionary, Monsignor Umberto Benini, set up a tr group of trusted clerical informers called the Sodaltilium Pianum to spy on priests and even bishops suspected of heresy. Bignini's ecclesiastical smirch even had its secret code and pseudonyms. Then reigning Pope Pius X was Lady Michelin, and the Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Mary Del Val, was Miss Romy. The target of Benini's agents was the heresy of modernism, a broad term encompassing the efforts of certain scholarly priests and laymen to bring Catholic teaching into line with contemporary scientific and philosophic thought. In 1921, long after the leading modernists had been excommunicated, Pope Benedict XV sensibly suppressed Benini's spiring. The memory of modernism has been kept alive, however, by a solemn oath against the heresy that every Catholic priest since 1910 has had to take before receiving holy orders. Last week, Vatican sources reported Pope Paul VI decided to abolish the oath-taking requirement, which a generation of seminarians has viewed with bemusement, if not contempt. In the future, priests will simply be required to make a general statement of support for the teachings of the Church. History's Backwater Modernism flowered at a time when Catholicism seemed to be a backwater of intellectual history, and the Pope was the intransigent prisoner of the Vatican. 
by far the most famous modernist was Abbe Alfred Loisy, a Frenchman who, whose book, The Gospel and the Church, used the critical tools of modern scriptural scholarship to justify the dogmatic development from primitive Christianity to the complex Catholicism of his time. In so doing, he conceded that the doctrines of the 20th century church were different from the simple faith of Jesus' first disciples, a judgment that Rome denounced as heretical. In his 1907 encyclical, Pascendi, Pius X issued a formal condemnation of modernism as, quote, the compendium of all heresies, making several allusions to Loisy's work. One year later, Loisy was excommunicated. In England, the modernist movement found a voice in Irish-born Jesuit George Tyrell. A convert from Protestantism, Tyrell proposed that the Church restate its beliefs in light of discoveries made by science and philosophy, a view that Rome found no more palatable than the novelties of Loisy. Expelled from the Jesuits, Tyrell was excommunicated in 1907. He refused to confess his errors and died two years later. Yet even Pius X was moved by Tyrell's death. Unlike most arch-heretics, he died a good Christian, the pontiff was said to have told a friend. At its peak of influence, modernism was an intellectual movement involving at most a few thousand avant-garde Catholics in France, Germany, England, and Italy. The Church nonetheless moved to suppress it as if a phalanx of Luthers were in its midst. Pius's encyclical Pascendi ordered that all seminary teachers who were tainted by the heresy be fired, required bishops to take other stern measures to eradicate the spiritual disease. Loyal Catholics suspected of involvement with the movement were forced to issue humiliating public denunciations of modernism. Stunted Development Some church historians now contend that the repressive measures of Pius X, who was proclaimed a saint in 1954, stunted Catholic intellectual development for a generation. Biblical experts were particularly suspect. For years, Catholic exegetes were required to abide by the conservative judgments of the Pontifical Biblical Commission, set up at the beginning of the century. Among its dicta was the ruling that Moses authored the Pentateuch, even though it contains an account of his death clearly penned centuries later. Not until Pius XII's 1943 encyclical, Divino Aflante Spiritu, were Catholic biblicists able to study scripture with the same freedom enjoyed by their Protestant counterparts. Shortly before his death, Tyrell wrote to a friend that, My failure and many another may pave the way for eventual success. Today, Loisy's argument that the Bible must be scrutinized in the light of scholarship is an accepted premise of scripture experts. Tyrell's proclamation that the church needs to restate its faith in the language and terms of modern man is a commonplace on the lips of popes. Whatever their specific errors, and most of their writings look terribly dated today, the modernists have a fair claim to be regarded as genuine precursors of the Second Vatican Council. There you have it. They said it, not me. The modernists have a legitimate claim to be to call themselves precursors of the Second Vatican Council. You don't need to take my word for it. Here, an unnamed author, by the way, this is an anonymous article, and I find that interesting. But an unnamed author here, who clearly has Catholic knowledge of Catholic history, is saying what we've been saying this whole time. And remember, this is the 1960s. So the allusions to the Sodalitium Pianum being essentially like, you know, the Smerish is a very heavy-handed allusion, a very heavy-handed thing to call ecclesiastical authorities. These are, again, clerics of the church. They start this, I mean, the funniest thing about this is they start this article by talking about that, 
and then spend the rest of it decrying the heavy-handed treatment Rome gave to the modernists, which is, you know, reeks of hypocrisy. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> but here, this is this Time Magazine article, written from a modernist perspective, is a glorification and a tr of the spirit of modernism and its triumph in the church, culminating by their own admission in the Second Vatican Council. Should be food for thought for us, especially if you are, like some people legitimately are, skeptical of some of my assertions that modernism is a break from the, from the historic faith of the church or that the Second Vatican Council was in any way a break from what came before. You have every right to be skeptical of that. Take no one's claims, no Catholic commentator's claims at face value. You should always test what we say by going and looking at the facts. I'll try to remember to put a link to this article over in today's show notes at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this channel with a .org at the end. You'll find, you should find the links there. If I forget, please let me know in the comments and I'll try to upload it with, I'll try to uh, make sure I get that fixed. I tend to record these things several days ahead of time. So, um, but yeah, let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please, because again, this is the modernists clearly written by somebody in the church with a lot of knowledge of Catholic history. This is a modernist essentially bragging about the triumph of modernism in the church. That should give us pause. It really, really should. But let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a great deal as well, a lot as well. Thank you to the patrons of this channel for supporting the work of Return to Tradition. It is appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.